0: Welcome to the very first episode of BTSW in our bonus feed. This is so exciting. It is. The other exciting thing is, wow, you all have been sending us so many great questions and workplace dilemmas, even while we've been on break. I mean, email, Facebook group. It's just Twitter. There have been a lot. So I'm
1: sorry to interrupt you, but like, how is that great, Jeannie? Because this also means that everyone is still dealing with
0: sexism at work. Okay, that's a totally good point. It also sucks that there are still so many sexist workplace dilemmas out there. Mm -hmm. Um, But still, I see the bright side here. The bright side is we brought back boss tactician, Kita Williams, to give us ideas for dealing with all these dilemmas. Yay. Yay. This is BTSW.
1: Battle tactics for your sexist workplace. I'm Eula Scott Bynum.
0: I'm Jeannie Yandel. Hi, Keita Williams, founder and chief strategist of the accountability practice Successfully. How Hello. are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me back. Absolutely. You're so excited, excited to have you here. There. A boss tactician in the building. Get into yeah. it. I, I wear my sash around the house occasionally. Oh, good. <laughs> Nita is mm. the only person in the history of the podcast who has a sash that says boss tactician and it's because we made it for her. And, she and it. I wear it. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I try to oh. work it in outfits I almost wore today
2: yeah and I was like pull back
0: when you're a boss tactician you don't have to wear the sash that says boss tactician. it's (laughs) like people that wear shirts that say hot yeah that's I'm glad you said that because our first question is about dealing with a guy who probably shows up on casual Friday wearing a shirt that says feminist on on it or the (laughs) future is female yeah so you know Gary we've talked about this character Gary Gary. right yes right (laughs) sort of the clueless guy Um, but there is another character We've decided to call this one Aiden. Aiden, get into it. Yes. Tell a little me about younger. Aiden. Yeah. A little younger than Gary. Yes. Yeah. Real
2: woke. Oh, thinks he's woke. Thinks he's yeah. woke. Thinks he woke. Yes. Identifies yes. as woke. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yes. He has the shirt. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And got a He's got pin. the shirt.
0: He's got the pin. He's got the whole thing. The haircut. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the <Yes>. haircut. <laughs> yeah. The undercut. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> Talks about, yeah. I'm, I'm making a list of female artists he loves. Like, mm. I love, I listened to Ani DeFranco in college. I really love Lizzo. I thought Lemonade was amazing. He's that guy. Okay, okay great. Yeah, yeah. 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 so yeah. anyway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so our listener, Megan. Megan. Who is a librarian, works with an Aiden, right? And so here's her, here's her question with context. So... Aiden, her male coworker, who is a self-proclaimed feminist, does not interact well with women. For example, when our female I know, I hope you're sitting down. Were you surprised by that? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So <laughs> for example, when our female boss or I say something, he doesn't listen and or talks over us. Oh, oh yeah. Aiden. Our junior male colleague can say the same thing, and the self proclaimed feminist Aiden is all ears and doesn't interrupt. Mm. He's more terse with female patrons and more readily reproaches them for minor infractions. What a joy this person must be. Delight. So here's what Megan wants to know. How do I deal with this coworker? Oh, my goodness. So before we get into this,
2: um, (laughs) you know, I put an umbrella thought together. Mm. Okay. I like to be about umbrellas these days and tying everything together. It's called AAA. And so what I mean by AAA, get ready, Mm y'all. So there's the executive level. So there's advocacy, action, and accountability. Okay. And then there's what happens in the manager, individual contributor level, which is allyship, action, and accountability. Okay. So when I think of each one of these viewer, or, or viewer, listener, reader, yeah. listener our listener questions, yeah. the AAA comes to mind. Because mm-hmm. there's at least a piece of the AAA model that can, be, uh, that can be associated with this. So when I think of what's going on with Megan... There is the action and accountability part of it. So if you don't take action and create a teachable moment for your coworker, you can only complain about him, right? Right. And if he is not your direct report, it's not your job per se. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your job <laughs> to to create an action plan or put him on a performance evaluation or whatever. But if you're in a meeting and Aiden in his feminist AF shirt (laughs) talks over you or talks over one of your female colleagues, there is an opportunity to say, hey, Aiden, I believe Sarah just said that. Thank you for putting it in in words that we can all gather around. Thank Mm -hmm. you. But like and that is a simple action you can take. Mm -hmm. Right. It is not Your job. I love saying job. So (laughs) it's not your job to like chase him around the building. Yeah. Aiden, that's not your job. Mm -hmm. But in those moments, you can, you can, Correct him in a way that is approachable, mm-hmm. right? And it's not an emotional burden for yourself, right? Right? Because if you're if you're talking about I'm gonna call him out about the way he speaks to patrons, and I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Okay, well, get ready to ride the HR wave. Yeah. Get. Are you signing up for that? Yeah. Are you signing up to save those receipts? Are, are you going? Are you going to document all of that? Mm-hmm. If that is not what you're signing up for, then. Use these teachable
1: moments, these action moments. It's funny because like pretty much what you're saying is like don't like make a picket sign, which some people would be doing. Right. Like Aiden ain't woke. Aiden ain't woke. And it's like that. Putting glitter on it. Yeah. (laughs) Not necessary. It's not necessary. You you more so hear it. Right. Right. Aiden. (laughs) Is there anything you can do to wake Aiden up for
2: real, for real? Well, I think that that's where um, the teachable moments you can make recommendations. Oh, have you read this? Mm -hmm. I just I really discovered this new book. Have you checked it out? Let's talk about it once you've read it. Yeah. Right, so it's your again. It's that emotional labor part, mm-hmm. and if he really wants to evolve, he will. Right, you can lead him there, but you you can't. You can take the horse of water, but you can't make them
0: drink. Yeah, you know. So. Yeah, I love the idea of even just leaving books in conspicuous places. <laughs> like, they're librarians. And if Aiden All is, like, grunting like, that he's <laughs> have a, books on a, tape a feminist, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe, you know, yeah, read Feminist Fight Club, the book this podcast is, this is based it? on. Like, there's get stuff, you know? There's lots of literature. Leave
1: an article about, like, about just this exact problem on his desk. Some woke people aren't actually
0: woke. Yes. Oh, how'd this get here? I Interesting. <laughs> I mean, we have told people to forward the podcast. That's not a that's not a bad idea. You can drop the link. Yes. <laughs> I also feel like I mean, another thing I kind of want Megan to know is like if you miss a moment, right? Like if Megan's not on it to immediately say something to Aiden, because it can be hard to be like, I know exactly how to handle this right in the moment while it's mm-hmm. happening. Like that's hard. Absolutely. You know, it's OK it's okay if you don't get every moment and it's okay to maybe say something a little bit later. You know, like, there's more latitude, I feel like, than just, like, being able to say the perfect thing at the perfect moment.
2: We're all human, right? And Mm -hmm. I think that um, the one thing that I've been kind of, I've been doing my own self-development is kind of operating from the space of love, that, like, if something doesn't sit well with me, how can I present my thoughts in a way that I am not doing harm to the other person?
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, And I think that, like if you have to circle back and formulate your thoughts and then go to that person, that window is kind of closed. Because they've already moved on in their mind and it was nothing wrong with their behavior because they've already moved on in their mind, right? So, like, if he is who he is. So Aiden's going to do it again. And Mm -hmm. Aiden's probably going to do it on Thursday's meeting. (laughs) So you'll have your opportunity on Thursday, you know? Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So you
2: missed it on Tuesday's team meeting, but you know he's going to show up the same dude on Thursday. So... There is an opportunity to, to, you know, get into it.
1: <laughs> so our next question is from Charlie, who's a middle manager in a mid-sized company in a department overwhelmingly consisting of, like, straight white men. So it's in America, as you can imagine. And uh, <laughs> Charlie is queer, and he writes, while I don't identify as a woman, most of my colleagues see me that way. Charlie's question is about pay. He writes, I know my male colleagues make more than me, and I'm not the only one in my organization experiencing this. I have been explicitly instructed by HR not to discuss salary with colleagues, right? And the excuse I am given is that the guidelines provided to supervisors on these issues are not board approved policies and therefore cannot be shared. So Charlie's question is, how do I push back against this dynamic and move the needle on transparency without losing my job?
2: I have thoughts. I hope you do. I have thoughts and I've bucketed them in two areas. All right. (laughs) (laughs) First, I'm going to take on Charlie. That I'm gonna take on the team. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I I've been in this situation, and I know a lot of us have, where I didn't negotiate.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so the question that I ask to Charlie is, what is it about you that you are not assigning value to yourself?
1: Mm.
2: That you are not taking that moment and going, I am. I have put in my ten thousand hours of of work to be considered a subject matter expertise. I have done the research on the pay bans. I've asked HR what the pay ban is for this role, and this is what I want. So in this day and age when we have pay scale, glass door, Google, you can search it. um, You don't necessarily have to ask someone in the organization for the information, right? So like that, I'm going to like take Charlie to the mat on that. Yeah. And always negotiate Always negotiate and like, don't wait until it's job offer time to negotiate. Mm. Do it in low stakes situations. Like, I try to get free cheese all the time,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. for real. Like,
2: practice your bargaining and negotiation skills. Don't wait till it's a high stakes moment that, um, And then you're all sweaty because you, oh, well, I have to accept this offer. And, uh, you know, like, you know, nobody else wants me. No, you're the pretty girl at the dance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If they have made you an offer, they want you. And their job is to bring you in under market value. So make their job a little hard. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing that I would want to say to anybody that's listening, that's going through the job hunt process and even thinking about, pay raises and that sort of thing, is to understand that you are valuable. We can't plead ignorance in this day and age where, like, I literally just hit my 70-year-old mom to YouTube tutorial videos because she's into her sewing, and there was something she couldn't do with her (laughs) embroidery machine. And I was like, Mom, go to YouTube, put the machine in, embroidery. And my mom was, like, trapped for two days watching tutorial videos. (laughs) For real. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody heard from her. But, like... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: like you don't necessarily need to go hey uh craig uh what'd you make last year you don't have to ask that right? yeah so so there's that piece and then um whatever you think you're worth at 30 percent i love that oh yeah I'll just go gangster yeah like <laughs> this is what i think i should get paid for this mm-hmm. So if I add 30% to it, when we go back and forth, we're going to get to what I want. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
1: for real. And just, like, be okay with it, Yeah, you know? What do you do if you got the job already and you didn't do it?
2: Okay, so then that's where... That's your bad. Yeah. That's where you have got to take a knee on that one, learn the lesson, don't do it again. Because if you're complaining about how you're underpaid and you did the, everyone makes more money than me to do the same job, you come across as a complaining employee and then you get flagged as something else, right? As a problem employee. Uh, In those situations, because I thought this out too, uh, this is where AAA, (laughs) Action and Accountability, allyship because you you need some people to rally around you but if you're tracking what you're contributing to an organization you're tracking your numbers people want to know that you can save time and you can make money Mm. if you're tracking your results closely. And you can say since I came aboard this organization netted X my, my my business unit made X Y and Z or we found these levels of efficiencies and you can report that back to an advocate or an ally who has your back. That's your negotiation power, mm-hmm. right? But if you are not tracking what you're doing at work, you have no idea what besides completing tasks, what value you add to a team. Again, that's your bad. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, so I feel really like I've been slacking, honestly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm slacking. Yeah. Well, you said the other piece of this is you want to take on the team. So, what do you have to say oh, about the Charlie's team? team. Here yeah. we go. Here we go. All of go. Y'all.
2: Charlie.
0: <laughs>
2: Charlie, my friend. <laughs> Since you can't talk to anybody on the team, here's where you can empower and educate, right? So, you don't always have to say things. That's why there's outside consultants. <laughs> oh. There are. I I can rattle off folks that do workshops around bargaining and negotiation or communication styles. Or if there's a deficit on the team or an area that needs to be addressed, you mention that to the HR team or the learning and development people and you come to the table with recommendations. Mm -hmm. So Successfully.com for AAA. Anyway, (laughs) quick plug. But like it's not. You don't necessarily have to own having those private conversations with your, co- with your colleagues unless they come to you and say, here's what I'm experiencing. And then you can coach in real time around that. Mm-hmm. But if you know that it is an issue within the organization and it comes down to gender parity then you know most organizations don't want anyone finding that out yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you know so uh you can be solution oriented and say okay I'm not equipped to do this and I know that you don't want us to do this this way but can we are empower our employees around bargaining negotiation or around goal setting developing smart goals so that they're hitting their benchmarks so they can get their promotions and get their pay raises
1: Mm -hmm. so um call the justice league
2: yeah there you go yeah i love that you
1: can't can't save those those yeah bat signal off that cliff Uh, like as
2: someone that comes in as an outside consultant i can say all kinds of stuff right (laughs) that a team is more receptive to because they don't work with me every day yeah right and I often, with whatever team I'm working with, I have the conversation like, "What do you want me to touch on? What are some things that we need to make sure that we cover in this?"
0: So yeah, you hmm. throw up the bad signal. Okay. Good times. So Good we luck, have... Charlie. Good luck. I know. Yeah. And also, I mean, Charlie, Megan, like. Get in touch with us and tell us how this worked out for you. Totally. Like, when you try this stuff, we want to know the outcome. So shoot us an email at btsw.kuow.org. Yeah. So our listener, Greta, says she's dealing with microaggressions. Mm-hmm. Fun. Uh, and so here's her example. She says, some men I work with say things like, oh, that file goes to that girl in accounting who sits near Bob. She's a girl? Really? I once asked one guy, oh, is she under 18? Because then she's a girl.
1: It's just weird because, you know, we know that, like, calling someone a boy is wrong. Like, so he should know this, that that's wrong.
0: Yeah, like, nobody says, oh, it's that boy who sits near HR. Yeah, yeah nobody says that. Yeah, so obviously Greta wants to know, mm-hmm. how do I deal with comments like this?
2: Okay. <laughs> I'm going back to the AAA. Um, I love it. So it it that's that accountability, action, being a good ally is... Correcting in the moment, mm. so mirror the behavior you want to see. Yeah. So yes, I'd be happy to take that to Jennifer, who sits next to Bob in accounting.
1: <laughs> I was just like, talking... you can't call her a girl.
2: You can't call her a girl. Well, like, okay. So I think what I have found is when I mirror the behavior I want to see, then all of a sudden it it registers mm. rather than it becomes a like combative moment. Yeah. yeah. It's not like don't call her a girl. <laughs> Because I don't think that I can say that and not come across as whatever. Yeah. Um, but saying, oh, yes, I am happy to take that over to Jennifer, who sits next to Bob in accounting.
0: <laughs>
2: Have you seen Jennifer today? And, and, and I would say Jennifer like six times. Mm. And I think that, um, you know, that again, that's that emotional burden. Yes. Like how much of an emotional burden do you want to take on? Yes, it's a microaggression but if you would have to expend more energy explaining it to someone that doesn't know that it's a microaggression than to just mirror the behavior that you'd like to see from them
0: i wanted to ask though about i mean i do agree with you that i feel like it's really powerful to do those in the moment corrections but you know what if you miss the moment right
2: He's going to do it again. All right, fair he's enough. He's going
0: to do it again. <laughs> he didn't
2: wake up today and decide that Jennifer didn't have a name. <laughs> he didn't wake up and decide that,
0: you know? So, like, <laughs> he's habitual. Yeah. Well,
2: yeah.
0: Fair enough. You're right. It's not like she won't have another opportunity. Right. And I think that um, the one thing...
2: So, the other day, somebody tried to touch my hair.
0: Mm.
2: Okay.
1: And... <laughs> Which we should know is wrong.
2: Which... <laughs> I mean, it's on
1: the internet, girl. The same I call, as I call you, girl.
2: <laughs> right, right. We just talked about I know. It. I
0: know. <laughs> Kita in accounting. No, uh, uh, sits next do you to mean Bob? Kita, who is sitting at that microphone right there,
1: who's in charge of all of it at SuccessAbility.com?
0: <laughs> but like in that moment,
2: I was like, I do not have the energy to even explain to her. I have a whole presentation deck in my mind of where I'm gonna take it. Like mm-hmm. it goes back to being three fifths of a human. Mm-hmm. You think I'm a pet, so you think it's okay to touch my hair. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the energy on that particular day, Mm-mm. so I simply touched her hair. <laughs> <laughs> and we stood there do. awkwardly <laughs> while she had her hand <laughs> in my head, and I had my hand in her. <laughs>
1: I've done this before. The most awkward part, too, is when you're like, this is just so much hairspray. Like when you're first thought like, it's like, this, like, is, it's so this straight. is so so together it's and separate at the same time. <laughs> like,
2: how do you live?
1: And even that was
2: still like an emotional burden because they're yeah. like, I, I have to bucket all these feelings and put them somewhere and not let all the rage that I have built up. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in my years of experiencing microaggressions to be unleashed on this one person that just doesn't know any better yeah. right what type of energy output do you want in each situation because you can teach and keep your your lift
1: low mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. what about Eugene? have you ever had any situations where like you do you know how to handle somebody who's like microaggression on
0: all over you oh man all around you My default, which is not the best thing, is usually sort of stunned silence of like, wait, is this actually happening right now? Mm -hmm. And then later, this is why I keep asking you, do you have to know what to say in the moment? (laughs) Because I don't usually know what to say in the moment. Um, Yeah. And then later I'm like, oh, no. You know, I mean, it happened. I don't know. Like, for some reason, the only example I can come up with is when I was pregnant and I, I, I had people like just put their hands on me and they're like, you're definitely expecting twins. And it was like, D- mm. you can't, t- no, no. Don't touch me, Not- are you? And what, like, and what's your name again? It, or- even now, it was years ago. And I'm like, ugh. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just, so, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't usually know what to do in those moments. And then I'm left with a feeling of like, I blew it. I could have at least stood up for myself. I have a
2: solution for that. Mm. One, two, three. So like, deep breath, one, two, three. Sort your thoughts and then go. Hey, wait a second. I just, I want to flag I, that that didn't feel good. So let's talk about that. Where did that come from?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and just like wait, let just pausing the conversation. Like what you just said. Ooh, what was that? Yeah. And, and, and make it a question, and um. Versus it, a comeback, I think. Yeah, because I feel like I'm way more witty after the situation, right? Like, super witty. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've had time to, like, diagram a, like, witty joke. (laughs) But um, turning it around on a question, that makes them answer. And usually, you know, you start getting into, you know, hey, tell me how, like... Sexist you are. (laughs) Tell tell, Mm. tell me about how you really feel. Why do you you call women girls? Why
1: do you call women girls? Where does that come from? Where does that come from? And make them explain it to you. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Yeah,
0: but questions.
2: Question. Like, Mm -hmm. hmm, so why would you say that? (laughs) Where'd that come from? Please elaborate. That's my other favorite one. Hmm. Or help me understand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: What I would hope is I when this conversation that. happens with if it's Genie and someone that I'm in a cubby nearby and I can yell afterwards.
0: It's sexism.
1: <laughs> there you go. It's racism.
0: <laughs> OK, well, we just we're just going to have to follow each other around for the rest we're of our right, lives. Yes. OK. Because I'm going to need it. I <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Oh, I love that tactic so much. Okay. But we have to take a quick break. Yes. We have to catch our breath. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Roller coaster ride of emotion. Indeed. But then we are coming back with more questions. Yes. With boss tactician, yes. Keto Williams. Get pew, pew, pew.
1: <laughs> Jeannie, you remember when we talked about amplification, right?
0: Yes. It's a tool that
1: women in the Obama administration use in meetings to repeat each other's points and give credit for ideas.
0: Yeah, it is an all-time great tactic. It really is. Mm -hmm. Well, did you
1: know that you can also amplify podcasts? Really? Intriguing. Tell me more. Mm -hmm. So we think the stories and tactics in this podcast are important, and we want more people to hear them. So you can help us amplify BTSW by doing two simple things. One, tell a friend or coworker about our podcast.
0: And two, rate and review us in your podcasting app. It takes just a few seconds, and it actually really, truly helps more people discover our podcast. Yes, Eula, that is a great point. And it might seem like something that everybody says in every podcast, but reviews really do make a difference when podcasting apps decide who to feature and what to share with listeners who like similar podcasts. Thank you, Jeannie, for the amplification. Oh, anytime. (laughs) And thank you, (laughs) listeners, for helping spread the word so we can keep making this podcast hear your action items. Tell a friend about BTSW. Rate and review BTSW. And thanks. So
1: we're back with some more questions about sexism in the workplace, for sure. Yes. Mm -hmm. Y'all ready for
0: this? I think so. I'm ready to listen to what Kita has to say, Ah! basically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the next
1: question comes from someone who wants to remain anonymous, and they work in e-commerce. So they write, I am positioned for great career advancement in the next year or so and want to make the most of every opportunity so I can rise to chief executive level. The company has about 50, 50 percent men and women split, but all of the top executives are men. Like maybe this is also in America, too. Uh, (laughs) These men go out for drinks to ball games and like all other kinds of things together outside of work hours. And a lot of important conversations and decisions happen during these social outings. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So there is no one else in the company as prepared to move into the role as I am. But I am worried that they will work. They will look outside of the company if they don't see me fitting into their boys club. You know, how can I navigate this socially to be taken seriously as a candidate for promotion?
2: I have thoughts. Yeah. Yay. I'm glad you
0: do.
1: I have sorrows.
2: Yes. Yes. Anonymous comma. This is for you. <laughs> um, you're spending way too much time worrying about things that don't matter.
0: Ooh! What? yes there is a please elaborate to quote you from a second ago (laughs) okay there's an
2: old boys club so what Mm. if you good if you're good at what you do you're good at what you do Mm -hmm. right so you're getting yourself all twisted up about being left out when what you should be doing is taking that time and energy into building your uh, your team of sponsors that are going to help you get this promotion. Mm. So where have you shown up? What projects have you taken on? What results are you responsible for that make you qualify for this role? You have, it's like a PR campaign. Yeah. You know, like, who are you campaigning with? To get the job, knowing that you're outside of the old boys club, you're not going to be invited to the basketball game. You're not going to go to the smoky lounge and have cigars and whatever they do, grunt and scratch, (laughs) whatever they do together. (laughs) You have to, you know, take a a different approach. Mm -hmm. And that is campaigning on a one to one basis. Right. And if you are good at what you do, there will be people that want to get behind you. Like, who's your mentor? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like what are, is there anyone in your organization that is willing to cash in their their capital to back you on this That's more important than going to a baseball game, right right so like I think rather than take all of that again emotional burden mm-hmm. clearly I went to one class too many um, <laughs> on, to owning all of that well I'm not invited I can't I don't fit in yeah, you don't fit in. Mm-hmm. that is actually an asset.
1: Yeah. When
2: you fit in with the group, you follow group think, Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) right?
2: You're not going to want to rock the boat. And if you're campaigning for a C-suite level position,
0: you need to be able to think different and drive strategy differently. Right. I mean, I was I was actually ready to push back initially because I have heard so many times that. It is a real problem if you cannot be part of these kind mm-hmm. of these kind of workplace social events, right? You're not there for, you know, as Anonymous says, the important conversations, you know? Mm-hmm. But I had never thought about the idea of gathering your forces during the work hours, right? Like figuring out who you can campaign with mm-hmm. in order to get you to the next level. I mean, there's still, you know, yes, it sucks. You're not going to be part of the boys club, but like, that's a much better way to spend your energy. That's just a really good idea. And I also think that
2: rather than think about the important conversations that you're going to miss out on cuz like how many important conversations are have you're having at a drunken
1: ball game? Let's, let's Right. That was yeah. my first thought was like even if I go to the ball game, what are the chances that I'm going to talk to the to the dude that will get me the promotion? Period. But you're also missing out on all the
2: HR violations when there have been corporate outings, forced functions, I always chop her out early because I don't want to stay. <laughs> that one moment past proper where everyone's had just a little bit too much drink, mm-hmm. and the uh, the HR the HR nightmare begins to unfold. Wow! Yeah. I don't want to be a witness. I want to hear about it the next day and be like, "Oh man, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't want to have to write up a r- report or nothing." Mm-hmm. So, like, you're all... well, rather than think about the the decision-making that's happening, you're also removing yourself from uh, possible scandals, right? Like, your name is not going to be in the pot when they're rounding up people to figure out what happened at the <laughs> Christmas party or figure out what happened at at the ball game when so-and-so fell down the stairs and cracked their head open. Mm. Was he pushed or did he fall because he was drunk? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this is
1: happening. This is a real-life oh, experience wow. here. Oh, my so, God. So, like... um. Was you push you... or was he drunk? Girl no, Getting I wasn't anymore. there. I chopped oh. out early.
2: I told you my strategy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I heard, <laughs> but you know, like this like the system is broken, mm-hmm. right, And we're not gonna fix these systemic divides and gender, race, and like we're not gonna fix that today, yeah but uh, we have to be strategic and smart about what we do have right and if you are if you're good at what you do and you're good at selling it you just need to influence the influential people
0: man i love the campaigning idea Let's campaign for Ugh. it okay so we got a letter from somebody. I'm I'm ac- I'm excited about this uh-huh. uh, because this is from somebody who tried one of our tactics. Her uh-huh. name is Allison. Oh, she Allison! Tried one of our tactics. Whoop, whoop. You no. did it. Allison, and it didn't work. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. This happens. Yeah, happens too. You yeah, tried. I mean, you tried though. Yeah, and so the letter, I mean, it deserves a dramatic reading. So I, I'm gonna play Allison. <laughs> okay, the letter writer.
1: Mm-hmm. Hi, yeah, Allison. and I'll be, I'll be the dudes. I'm gonna be like Gary and Aiden. Yes, it's yes. A, it's a multi diverse workplace.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there's Aiden's. There's Gary's. Lots of all them. over the place. yeah, super diverse. Okay, <laughs> so I'm Allison. I used to take notes at all of our weekly meetings. Then I listened to the BTSW episode about office housework. Yeah, so I brought up the pattern and suggested we move the note-taking to a rotation schedule. But yo, Allison,
1: we thought you liked taking notes. You are so good at them. <laughs> what was that? Oh, he doesn't know what notes are all the way. Like in the middle of that, he was like unsure if like th- uh, you know if they were like a drink or if they were uh, if they were an actual like piece of paper. Was and that was,
2: Aiden or Gary?
1: That was Gary. Okay. Okay. Gary doesn't have time to slow down and like look at this person. It's like you're so good at them. She's over there. Yeah. Not looking at her. He's just no like, eye contact. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He's just you know. Yeah. Making and it then of it. yeah.
0: And then and, here's what Aiden had to say. Oh yeah. You know, I think a
1: rotation schedule sounds great, but I shouldn't be on it because, you know, I am not good at writing (laughs) in cursive. (laughs) You know, my whole life I've just been kind of sliding by and I was hoping to slide by this meeting, too. So you don't want me to do nothing. Like, I can't actually spell.
0: (laughs) We're definitely getting an Oscar for this. Okay, so (laughs) in the end, it was decided that no notes were better than a rotation schedule listen because if, if a dude has to
1: write it we just shouldn't even have it
0: right yeah yeah so guess what happened so deadlines and key requirements were missed because we had no meeting minutes to rely on when I kept taking notes for my own records I was chided for not being a team player and sending out my copy Allison wants to know what do I do now I think that uh, precedence
2: If you have already set a precedent that you are the official note taker, (laughs) uh, know that when you try to switch up the precedence, Mm. it's a big fancy word I'm pulling (laughs) out here, that you're going to ruffle some feathers, right? So, like, I think that if you have already set that expectation that every meeting that's what you're going to do, be ready for that blowback. So, like, there's that, that piece. So, remember, precedence. That's why step into a new situation. Don't clean nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. for real <laughs> it's like oh yeah the kitchen is messy just
1: stand right <laughs> just stand right next to Aiden and do everything he does
2: right <laughs> <laughs> just wide eye like I don't know how to put the dishes in the dishwasher I've never written a paper in my life like, like, I've never taken notes matter of fact <laughs> I don't even own a notebook but you, you, you know like I wouldn't say don't say you own a don't own a notebook that might be a little but like when you step into that new scenario where it's a promotion or you move into another role or you start with another Organization, if you set precedents, know that you're going to be evaluated on that precedence, which brings me to the best part. Here (laughs) we go. I would flip that note taking into project management and ask for a raise.
1: (gasps) Whoa. But you're right. Because you're right. If you're
2: missing deadlines and you have upset clients and it's costing money and it's my job to rally that, that needs to be part of my roles and responsibilities. And because of that, there's some more cash that needs to go there. Wow.
1: Gangsta. Give me my money, honey. Oh. That's genius.
0: And like Allison already has indication of what falls apart and what doesn't work when Mm -hmm. she's not, as you called it, project managing. When she's not project managing. Oh, my God. Yeah.
2: I would even throw it in a spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. Take my notes, put it in a tracker. Boom. So now I'm producing a product for you all to track. Mm. I have direct outcomes. I'm big on tracking. Uh, Big outcomes. Like, yeah. So, yeah, everyone can go to this shared document that has everything that we're supposed to do. Yeah. With who's going to do them by when. That's project
1: management. And I'm going to do this only because you're paying me to do this. Yeah. Yes. Not just because y'all don't want to do it. Yes.
2: Because I don't know how to think. Never paper what, huh?
0: Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. You're so good at,
2: at them. You take them so well. It's clearly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're so wrong. Like, yeah, we're I do. You're so wrong. So,
2: matter of fact, I do them so well. Here's a, here's <laughs> our project management document that we're going to cover in this meeting.
1: Yes. Could there be any pushback from that? Like somebody being like, well, well, no. I mean, a smart, any smart business person would take her up on it.
2: Yeah, like, look, this is what happened when I didn't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you realize this could cost money? Yep. We could have disgruntled clients, yes. which is a loss in revenue. Or these projects aren't completed in a timely fashion.
0: Yeah. Loss of revenue. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, this comes back to save time, save money. I'm helping you do both.
0: Yep. I have to ask a question, though. So what if Allison makes this pitch, which is a really good pitch. It's super smart. And what she hears back is, we will change your title so that you're the team project manager, but we can't give you a raise. Yeah, then it
2: is. <laughs> <laughs> then I would take that title and go find myself a job that pays according to that title. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that okie doke. We're going to change your title, not change your pay. Oh, wait, you're going to add some responsibilities to it, too? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Can you please give me another gift with that? (laughs) So, I mean, this one isn't an easy fix, right? But, like, from a place of power, if you know that what you're contributing to the team impacts the bottom line of the organization, own that. Yes. Right? Because, like, businesses, businesses are started to solve problems and make money. Yeah. And if you're solving a problem and making money, what? <laughs> you're doing so good <laughs> at this. You're, you're winning at life. Yes. Yeah. Right? Step into it. Yeah. Like the, literally the worst case scenario is you find another job. Yeah. That is like literally your worst case scenario. And you want to find an organization that appreciates the value you bring to the table.
0: Mm-hmm. Keta Williams, yes, founder and chief strategist of Success Bully. Yes. Mm-hmm. Boss nice. tactician. Yes. Boom, boom, boom. With I a sash it. and everything. With a sash. Okay, so where can people find you on social media before we oh say goodbye? Oh my goodness.
2: I am all on brand. So uh, you can go to successbully.com and look up more about AAA. Um, I also am at Success Bully on Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook. So Perfect. we just landed the entire brand lockup. So Beautiful.
0: Good work. Right,
1: cool. Yeah, yeah. So let us know how these tactics work for you or if you have a question you'd like answered.
0: Yes. And don't forget, if you enjoyed these tactics, if they were helpful to you, tell other people about them. Spread the love. Mm-hmm. BTSW is a production of KUOW in Seattle. Our senior producer is Caroline
1: Chamberlain Gomez. All the names. Special thanks to Kristen Leong, our community engagement producer.
0: Our managing producer is Brendan Sweeney. Special thanks to Michaela Kiner and Rachika Tulsian, who have been advising us all season.
1: This podcast was inspired by the book Feminist Fight Club by Jessica Bennett.
0: Our theme music was composed by Kessia Gordon. Our graphics designer is Theo Popescu. I'm Jeannie Yandel. I'm Eula scott Keep up the good fight. See you soon.